Hello, good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm doing the show tonight with Sue Timberlake. Uh, John Roberts is sort of controlling us remotely, trying to uh, uh, spare himself from my, my nonsense on, a, uh, on tonight anyways, if not forever. Um, yeah, and... Uh, we do love to hear from our listeners, so please do get in touch with us. You can email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Um, that's the best way to reach us. And that's our, you know, our website with recordings of previous episodes of the show and supplementals and all kinds of good stuff like that. You know, please do let us know what you think of us or, or what you don't think of us. Actually, if you're not thinking about us, you probably don't get, don't want to email. So never mind. Anyway, um, yeah, so after uh, last week's show... I found myself kind of, uh, well, last week's show, part of what we talked about um, got me thinking about, uh, you know, uh, American values. That's something that came up in the course of the show. And it's a buzz phrase we use a lot and everything. It's, you know, it's fine. But uh, it got me thinking about what are they uh, and how do we think about them how do we categorize them you know uh, you know what what are our values and you know what 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 counts and what doesn't and how do we define them and everything um and i figured you know this certainly we can talk about our laws and our elections and politics um you know but i think it also kind of would go beyond that to like sports and shows we like and the kinds of restaurants we like and how we dress and yada 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 um and of course, you know, one way of deciding how, you know, a country, a business, a nation, whatever, uh, what it values is to look at what it does, regardless of, you know, whatever it may claim it does. So, for example, the USA may claim to promote democracy and, th and that that's what we want. But what we've actually done repeatedly is overthrow elected governments and replace them with dictators. It would be reasonable for someone to conclude from our history that what we actually value is, you know, brutality, hegemony exploitation, you know, a little cash on the side. Yeah, you know, a little something for us. Um, so certainly the idea that that's what we care about more than we actually care about the lives and welfare of people in other countries who we do terrible things to. Um, but that's not what we say we care about. And and we don't have to lie about this, you know, like the Roman Republic slash Roman Empire made no bones at all about conquering other nations for money and power, glory. And, you know, the empire lasted for centuries before it fell apart. Uh, you know, and if you look at the architecture of our capital city, you know, Washington, D.C., you know, the Supreme Court, the Capitol, all these other things. Um, well, even just the word capital comes from the Capitoline Hill in Rome, which is the the home of the Temple of Jupiter, Jupiter Capitolinus and the Roman Forum and Juno, the Temple of Juno Moneta, which is where we get money from, things like that. You know, it was the heart of the Roman Republic, the seat of government. Like, and we've just taken that whole word, that concept, and we've applied it to uh, taking it from a hill along the Tiber to a swamp along the Potomac, you know? <laughs> so we didn't have to do that. We did. Um, so you can see Rome's influence upon us. Um, so because that, you know, we don't have to talk about, oh, we're going to save Iran from communism to justify toppling Mossadegh. You know, we could just say, gosh, we want to keep control of all that oil. You know, people would understand that. I mean, I like it, but they'd understand it. And it'd certainly be, have a certain honesty to it. 
you know, but we don't do that. And I think um, our our collective hypocrisy is hugely important. It's constant fodder for this show. But I kind of want to set it aside tonight and and talk about, you know, the drawing we have pinned over the mirror to block our reflection. And I want to do that for two reasons. One, I think it still says a lot about what matters to us. I guess, you know, we wouldn't bother to 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 paint a false picture of ourselves if we didn't actually care. And two, you know, our values guide the choices we make, both, you know, as as people and as a collective society. Um, you know, and I, I think uh, there's a, a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of room for interesting discussion uh, in looking at how we're coming at this uh, and how we come at the question of like, okay, but like, what should we care about as Americans um, in, uh, you know, and, and certainly how that plays out in our politics. And Sue and I, I think in particular, you know, we, we belong to different political parties and we have some some real philosophical differences, even though we also do have some real overlaps, I think. Certainly in terms of stuff like, you know, political policies, we have some real overlaps. As we've mentioned before many times, you know, I think, you know, Sue, single payer health care, C. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Rome, though, because um, yeah. this is Sue Tiberlake, the uh, Republican. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I took a lot of Latin in uh, high school, actually. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, I'm glad for the references to Rome. And I just want to read like a quick sentence here. Please shoot. Do we weigh our own political fortunes more heavily than we weigh the strength of our republic, the strength of our democracy, and the cause of freedom? What is the weight of personal claim compared to the weight of conscience? And that was said January 6th, 2021. Can you guess by whom? Mike Pence? Mitt Romney. Hmm. And I'm just reading his biography, so I was really yeah. attuned to that. But that weight of weighing the personal individual freedoms and what you get versus, you know, the good of the whole. I mean, I think that's a tension that lives in almost every form of government depending on the government more or less. But this country's really, I think, unusual in that it's it's um we we strive to things that we really haven't attained. And it is complicated in an environment with a lot of different people with different cultures and values. And, you know, what 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 values do we agree on as as Americans? Because yeah. you know, even though we may be mongrels from all over the world, you know, what do we what do we agree on that makes us hold together? Because it's sort of amazing. Yeah. I don't know I'd use the word mongrel exactly, but sure, we're we're hybrids, maybe. Yeah, All-American, I think, is what I call my dog when it was like eight <laughs> different things. It was All-American. Yeah, that, 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 that tracks. Uh, you know, and um, the, the uh, I think that, that, that quote by uh, Senator Romney's uh, former governor, Romney, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good thing to, to start with because, you know, one of the, one, one of the basic tensions, I think, any human society, even if it's just like, you know, a hundred people out foraging in, you know, on in, you know, Africa 15,000 years ago, there's what do you want as a person versus what everybody else wants? You know, like we all live in our own heads and have our, you know, have to answer to the quiet voice of our own conscience. And at the same time, we are also 
part of a society. And, you know, like none of us, none of us functions well on our own. Like we need to learn how to do things and other people teach them to us. And when we're sick, other people help us. And, you know, like I'm crap at weaving baskets, but I'm good at foraging for, for roots. And so I do the foraging and you've made a really good basket and we'll put it in there and bring it back. And everybody else can. I do the hunting, please. <laughs> sure. <laughs> After all, you're the one of us who has a gun. So. <laughs> <laughs> license, license. Well, um, oh, I, sure. License. <laughs> I saw I saw a little clip it from the new Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I don't get because I don't have those channels. Yeah. But um, he's he's yelling at somebody and they're talking about being authentic. And he said. Um, being concerned about my own self-interest is about as authentic as I can get. And I thought that is such a perfect <laughs> sentence because Americanism, from my perspective, is we're very optimistic. I think John would say that if he were here. Uh-huh. We're very optimistic, but we also think we should be self-reliant, that there's an individualism and, you know, live free or die. There is a there is a strain of that in this country that you need to you need to take care of yourself. And you get a lot of freedoms in order to do that. And those balances again are where we probably disagree a little bit. Yeah. But the the freedom to as long as you don't hurt anybody else, you know, there is a lot of freedom in this country compared to others. Would you agree? I well, yes and no. Um uh there there is a lot of personal liberty to do things like, you know, if I want to go marching down the street, you know, singing, you know, rude, obscene songs about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or both of them or Taylor Swift, though, why would I do that? But I mean, you know, like whoever, you know, I can do that. People might not like it and they can yell at me and whatever, but like we get to do that. Um, The government isn't going to arrest me for Les majesté or blasphemy or whatever, you know, like, you know, like going down the street of Moscow uh, with a little, you know, with a bullhorn shouting insults at Vladimir Putin is not a safe thing to do. No. In fact, even laying flowers. Right. At the at the sites for Navalny, who was just uh, like Navalny killed is. or murdered by maybe murdered by the state. Mm-hmm. Um, those people, have you seen the Yes, the I've videos? seen them getting rounded up by the cops. And roughed up in the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, tear gassed and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Whereas people will roll their eyes at me if I'm doing that down Pennsylvania Avenue. But, you know, if Joe Biden happened to hear me, he'd just go, uh, what a bunch of malarkey. You know, because <laughs> in part because Joe Biden's a reasonably mature human being who can handle being yelled at. <laughs> well, we really you know, And I, I got to say, that's a... Uh, 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 you know, a lesson that all of us, I think, could could benefit from. It's certainly I, I need to work on, you know. Well, I, I believe strongly in freedom of speech and I really value that. Although I'm careful now when I say things because there is a there is an environment of hostility at the moment. And so while I might be free to do it, I am a little more careful than I was. You know, I grew up in the 60s and people, we said the darndest things. Well, and that's, that's part of it, um, actually, because I think... All right. So here's here's a brief sort of a stab at like a thesis statement from me. So right. OK, I'm all ears. Right. <laughs> Brace yourself. Um, but, um, you know, our, our founding documents talk about things like, you know, uh, all men are created equal. It's an inalienable, inalienable truth. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, or or um, God, I'm suddenly drawing the a self-evident truth that we have inalienable rights, you know, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, you know, and I think. The way I boiled those down in my head is like, look, we're all important. 
And this is, you know, coming from, in contrast to a society with an actual king in the 18th century Britain, you know, like, it's not like, well, there's the king and then there's, you know, the nobility and then there's the rest of you people. Uh, you know, that's that's not what we're about. I mean, we, we have that in practice. And that, again, is what I was getting at at the top of the show. But fundamentally, uh, if you really believe that all men are created equal, you know, all people, really, the prop, to update it to a proper modern speech, we're not... Not according to the textualists. I, I, the Constitution I, doesn't really apply to women. Right. I'm I, sorry. That's I, I torment my textual friends who are constitutional people. Right. You know, whereas I, I'm like, no, it's all human beings. You human being, you count. That's fine. <laughs> not if it's not written. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we live in a very strange time. This I is think. why I'm a lefty. I'm like, because that's nonsense. And I'm I'm still a Republican, but man, it's hard some days, I yeah. have to say. So, but I, I like, I think the point of it is like, people matter. Like all of us, it like the idea of the importance of a collective society. You know, we all have a duty and responsibilities to the republic and so forth. You know, like, yeah, we all do live in community with other people. We do all have to get along. But just the importance of like, no, you you don't have to like, you know, they, you know, it's like the government shouldn't be able to stop you from saying things you want to say and believing things you want to believe and, you know, and doing what you want to do. Affiliating with the people you want to affiliate with. Right. Yeah. Because um, all of us matter equally. All of us are important. There aren't disposable people. Now, obviously, again, we haven't lived that. Uh, you know, the same people who were drafting those, you know, Thomas Jefferson was still nevertheless keeping people enslaved. So, I mean, you know, this is, you know. We should mention the four freedoms that um, John looked up for us before we went on the air. Freedom of speech, mm -hmm. freedom of worship, freedom from want, and freedom from fear, which is interesting. And then Roosevelt expanded it because we were yeah. talking about that before the show. Yeah, yeah, as we, as we pre-gamed, yeah. Yeah, he sort of expanded it to a few more things that people are entitled to. Well, and I, I mentioned that because like that is, uh, that's not from our founding. That's, uh, you know, the 20th century. That's less than 100 years ago. Uh, not my quite my lifetime, not quite yours, but. Almost. <laughs> but, you know, my parents' lifetime. You know, my grandparents' lifetime. Yeah, they were alive during World War II. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, my parents, my grandparents were in their 40s at that point. Um, so this is this is living memory. And that is, I think, uh, all kinds of quibbles can be made uh, and, and, you know, discussion can be had about that. But those are, that's a pretty good set of four. And it was January 6th, for, uh, 1941, by the way. Yeah. Just happened to be January 6th that that was. Well, I think that's that's when he took office after winning the election of 1940. So it was like his, basically uh, his inaugural speech, I think. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't have been. His inauguration would have been the 20th. Uh, but that's when the votes would have been yeah. counted, I think. I don't, yeah. Anyway, the, um, or it could just be a coincidence and I'm wrong. Again. Not Roosevelt. That was the Four Freedoms that was published right. before. Yeah. Oh, but I, he, anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked on that. But the, 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 hmm. But the four freedoms and then expanding them to be more like social security, which is an argument. I mean, that's one of the arguments my party has. Yeah. With how far should government go? And what are our values? What do we what do we really value? Well, uh, yes. But w you talked about the importance of, of liberty and, and personal, you know, freedom and whatnot. And freedom from from want, freedom from fear, uh, like those are 
different from speech and worship, at least in the way they're constructed. I mean, you can obviously link all these things together or whatever. Like if you're not free to speak your mind, then you're then then you're afraid to speak your mind. So, you know, like, you know, you can construct it that way. But I don't know. This is something that first came to mind. I first sort of thought about 10 years ago when my brother got sick uh, with the cancer that eventually killed him, um, that, uh, you know, right to healthcare is certainly important. And, and, you know, Dave certainly continued to enjoy, you know, a level of prosperity and, and want and everything like that. But just, um, you know, the right to, to, to liberty and vote as he wanted and spend his money on whatever he wanted kind of didn't matter when he was dying of cancer. You know, it's like, yeah, health, people who have bad health, it, it really is kind of a showstopper for a lot of the other. Right. It's, you know, on those, um, hierarchy of needs that one's pretty shocking right and 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 the question of you know uh the importance of your health to you uh also reflects the import you know like you like the more sick people there are the fewer people there are who can like do productive work to help keep the economy going and that generates the wealth that we're all living on things like that you know um and so yeah it's annoying to have to put a mask on my face uh, but on the other hand, if I don't do that, uh, I'm more, you know, we're more likely to have the spread of some debilitating illness like COVID-19. And, you know, uh, lots of people, I don't know exactly how many, but uh, tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of people just in the United States are struggling with long-term health consequences from from COVID. And on paper, they- And Lyme disease, too. And Lyme disease and and other, you know, yeah. Epstein-Barr and whatever. You know, those people all have the same rights on paper that I do. But, you know, like, sure, you have the right to, to go where you want and travel how you like. And you can, you know, you can spend all your money on Pokemon cards if you want. It's like, yeah, but I don't have a health problem like that. So I'm much less stressed about, like, what I can do and where I can go. And, you know, if I feel like spending money on something something frivolous like, you know, Pokemon cards or whatever. Great. I can do that. Um, but if you're making the choice between like, oh, can I afford my medication? Then, you know, yeah, it's a whole different thing. Well, and when you say equality of opportunity, the opposite That's, of that mm -hmm, yeah. is uh, competition. And those are sort of in the, you know, I got the off the, in those internets, mm -hmm. um, sort of a list of the the freedoms that people speak of sometimes in this country from a different source than the mm -hmm. four freedoms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And equality of opportunity was... One of your filthy conservative sites. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> it wasn't Newsmax. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't lean in that close to the mic. That was a little loud. Sorry. Um, but equality of opportunity versus competition. Right. And those things really do sort of... I mean, that is that those are features of the American society. I mean, we have lots of businesses that come and go. And, you know, a lot of competition, people compete for jobs, people compete for housing. I mean, we just do have a lot of competition in this country. And we accept that as sort of the baseline too. those two things together. So, yeah. Um, and the other is sort of hard work and, you know, self-reliance and what our expectations of are of people. Um, freedom from want. I mean, Roosevelt really extended that to, um, I think I have the note here that genre did. Um I'll just read his. Yeah, yeah, please. Do we, do we have time? Are we good for time? I we guess? are good for time. I'm and, good. you know, like, hey, I'm a Democrat uh, and I got problems with the party, but like FDR talking about human <laughs> liberty is exactly the kind of thing that I care about. So, yeah, go for well, it. Well, it's the, you know, sort of the trade off of de democracy and stability versus mm -hmm. control. But um, uh, equal opportunity, uh, jobs for people, 
jobs for those that, that can work, security for those who need support, um, uh, ending of the special circumstances for the elite, which was a new one on me. I hadn't heard that in his speech. Um, Roosevelt, Roosevelt knew all about that, you know, and, 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 and I hate the idea of rich people not getting special treatment. It's terrible, but otherwise it's great. <laughs> and this one I can't read, something about liberty. Enjoy the fruits and labor of rising standard of living. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we often fail, even though we sort um, John was talking a lot about the, um, or I think maybe it was you who was talking about a lot of the, the uh, dictators that we've supported in the world. And the question is why? And I think you brought up, uh, was it Iran and, you know, the Shah, us the, installing the Shah. And, yeah, or or us backing Pinochet when he yeah. toppled Allende and so forth. And, Just you know, not supporting a democracy, really, more yeah. um, trying to keep it stable or keep control, perhaps, for our oil companies. I yeah. mean, w- it, you know, it's sort of like you try and look at where the money goes to establish what our values are. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we do these things and you're like, what? What is this country doing? Why are right. we doing that? Right. Because that's not what we say we care about. No. You know. It would be with Ukraine already if we, you know, if we were really true to our, mm-hmm. true to ourselves. But Well, and, and uh, we wouldn't be linking aid to the Ukrainians to help resist being attacked by the Russians with aid to the Israelis to help them attack the, the, the largely defenseless Palestinians. Yeah, that is a mess right now. And yeah. it's just horrifying to everybody. Yeah. You know, and you know, I I hope it I hope it's all going to work out well with the ceasefire and the killing will stop. You know, in ten years from now, we'll have a much better idea. You know, listening back, somebody might be, but it's still um, it's still a live issue, even if those conflicts resolve. You know, yeah. like even if those conflicts become as old news as the str- as the troubles in Northern Ireland. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hope. hope. Yeah, that was amazing when that ended. I couldn't see how it would ever end, given the people that had lost family members. Uh-huh. And how will the Palestinians ever forgive the Israelis? And how will the Israelis ever forgive the Palestinians, the Hamas, really? Right. How some how, you know who you know who some, are, of uh, some, are, of the, some of the Palestinians? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It it just I guess it happens, but how you get there, and I guess it depends on meeting people in their values. I heard. Um, Nikki Haley say the other day, a Republican running for president, people know. Um, I was sort <laughs> Former of s- governor of the state of South Carolina and um, <laughs> North Carolina, rather, and uh, U.N. ambassador. South Carolina. Um, Is South Carolina? Yeah. I thought it was North. My yeah. bad. Um, so um, she said, I, I hope I can paraphrase it right. And it surprised me because I didn't expect her to be saying it. Uh-huh. But it was that her job is to not show people how different we are and how much we should hate each other, but show how similar we are. So when you're in a conflict, you don't go to what, you know, the conflict is. You try and show your humanity by showing the part of you that's similar to or the same. And I know Jonah is actually very good at that. I, he used to be the operations person here at the studio. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, he went out of his way to, um, to, to make people be heard, even if he didn't take their advice. Yeah. And that's, that's hard to do. It is. And it's really hard if you have something really important at stake, which hap- is happening a lot in the world right now. There's a yeah. lot of important things at stake. And I think people are very fearful. I, I went to a meeting the other day of um, my Republican colleagues, and I was surprised how many in the audience, it was just a local Republican yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. but how many people were really afraid. I mean, they were afraid of all kinds of things that, I, that surprised me. 
in this area. I mean, but if I was afraid of what people coming over the southern border or aliens or everything, Mm. I heard probably every every stereotype that you can think of if you've listened to MSNBC or one of those. And it was it was sad because there was no reason for them to be afraid. Yeah, but they were. They were very afraid, you know, and they they. They desire power and control, which is fine because it's you know it's a Republican well, party and that, well that and that's one Democrats the, want control and too. But well, that's one of the ways to get freedom from fear, which is something FDR organized together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'm one of the one of the the things that grinds my gears personally um, is uh, just the uh, transphobia that uh, is bubbling up in our society. It's not like it, it's new, but it's like, I think it's gotten worse because it's something that uh, people, it, it's like, it's a, it's a thing to lean into if you can't complain about gay people anymore, you know, or the larger sort of queer community spectrum. So it's like, well, but the trans people, like that's, yeah. that, that's their, 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 their new line in the sand. And, you know, and if they can win that, they'll they'll start pushing back against marriage equality and other gay rights and so forth. I, Just, hope, yeah. I hope John listens to this part of our thing. And, and oh, he never listens to us when he's and, and even t- when he's in the studio with us. He never listens <laughs> I know he does tune out. And, and, and for good reason. <laughs> and take this out if it's totally inappropriate. But um, I remember, you know, I grew up in the 60s, uh-huh. 50s and the 60s. And, uh, you know, I couldn't have a credit card as a as somebody who sure. wasn't male and other things like that. Oh, right. That, that, that way. I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, you were a kid. Yeah. No, that no, I wasn't a kid and I still couldn't have a credit card. Right. But um, uh, there was a fear and hostility, the depths of which you probably have never seen, hmm. which I saw because I had a black boyfriend and oh. sexuality hmm. is very fearful for mm-hmm. um, some groups in our country. There's something about sex that it just it it they're really hostile and really fear. Look at all the all the people that were murdered, usually black, that were murdered in the South because mm-hmm. they thought something happened with a the famous a woman. case of Emmett Till. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could you could feel it. I mean, people were. It wasn't hostile. It was it was rageful. It's like yeah. being in a room with a with a murderer. And I don't know why sexuality does that, but for some reason, it's very, it's very, um, it's it's very intense for people, especially men. Well, it gets into a whole bunch of stuff that I don't necessarily understand myself. But a part of it, I think, has to do with um, one of the ways that um, now this is getting into sort of the hypocrisy element again. Oh, but, good. <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, like. Uh, one of the ways that uh, the the our, our founding fathers, for example, dealt with the fact that they were the founding fathers, not the founding parents, um, is like, well, of course, you know, all men are created equal, and I, we suppose all women are too, but they're not as important as the men. They're not equal to the men. There, there's something a little something a little wrong with them, ladies. That uh, you know, they're not quite up uh, up to our capacity for reason. Or oh, and something. we need to protect them from those others. Right, exactly, and. <clears throat> Um, you know, and the similar kinds of logic is like, well, you know, you know, yes, there are other races of men, and of course, they are not quite our equals, and blah 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 blah. That's why it's okay to uh, kidnap them from their homes and you know put them in labor camps and don't touch our women. Right, exactly. But you know, and because they they racialized it, because they made it a sort of essential, like, well, 
those people are different and you can tell because they got darker skin or whatever. Well, um, the whole people falling in love and getting married and having kids and blending these two disparate categories blows all that up. Poisoning the blood. Well, that's that was how they talk about Trump, it. Trump, yeah, Trump talked about it recently. Oh, right, that's right. Yes, yes, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I was be I was going. No, 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 no. Long ago to yesterday. <laughs> how, how dare you quote something relevant? I, the world, God. the world until yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, like, like on a basic level, um, I, I, I'm not aware of any direct ancestors of mine who might have owned slaves. But you know, on a basic level, it's like, man, you know, it'd be really great to gather all this cotton and sugar and whatever, and then. Uh, uh, keep all the money that's, that you can make off of selling them and not give it to the people who do the work and also not having to do the work because the work is really hard and dangerous and really crappy and we don't want to do it. Oh, hey, there's this other group of people, you know, we can kidnap and, and, and make do it. Um, like one of the contrasts between slavery under the Roman Republic, for example, was like, those people are prisoners of war. Like, hey, we went out and conquered the Sabines and then we made, you know, we enslaved them all. And now they have to do our stuff. But, you know, two generations later, it's not like, oh, well, you're descended of Sabines. So, of course, you're a slave. It's like, no, like, you know, like your dad bought your freedom. You're just you're you're a person. You know, you're as much you're you were born here. You're a Roman citizen now. Whatever. Like that was just how it worked. It's not that there weren't any sort of ethnic differences or ethnic tensions or whatever, but just the fundamental construct of like who's a slave and why didn't work uh, or didn't work in the same way. And because we were talking about, you know, all men are created equal, but we still want to have slaves, we have to come up with an excuse that works for that. And that I think is why the whole sexuality thing comes in, because like if you can make more people between the two groups and they're just like every other person, that means our categories are nonsense and we don't actually have a good reason to keep exploiting these other these workers for the money that we make. A threat that, to identity. Well, it's also it's a threat to our money. And let me tell you, having grown up living cushy, um, having to work your butt off because you have no choice is is a hard thing to pick up if you haven't had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell any divorced wife in the 1970s when uh, they couldn't get a credit card and yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and their husband died or ran off with the you know the the, nanny. the secretary or whatever yeah. yeah so well and actually so uh, uh, that's a fun note to end on we're we're gonna take a short break here play some PSAs promos and station IDs here on civil politics and then we'll be back with more in just a couple of minutes so please don't go away we'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Let me throw you a curveball here. So if we have freedom of the press... Yeah, which in theory we do, yeah. In theory we do and should, and it's really important. It's There's not any politician that doesn't know in their heart of hearts that sometimes it's the press that keeps the other side honest. Yeah. Whatever they de- define as the other side. Uh-huh. So here's um, Julian Assange. Should he go to jail for longer than Trump? Because they both took classified documents. That's the curveball. Uh, well, my, and he's claiming to be a journalist and well, Trump does not claim to be a journalist. My <laughs> values, um, setting aside that I'm annoyed with Julian Assange because a, there are credible allegations of sexual misconduct in against Sweden. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Sweden. But setting that aside for a moment, cause yeah, they're also against Trump for that matter. But, um, uh, setting aside also my, Annoyance with him for acting as a shill for the Russians back in 2016. Um, I would say no, he shouldn't, because not only uh, was he attempting, was he getting classified documents because he wanted to uh, publicly expose wrongdoing. Yeah, that's what he claims. That's well, and it's true-ish. It's certainly some of what they did. I mean, yeah. that whole collateral murder thing on Wiki on WikiLeaks was shocking and eye-opening and like, hey, yeah, that's 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 American soldiers shooting up a car with kids in it because, well, we think it might be dangerous. You know, and that's that's horrible. And do we want to pay for that? Is that what we want to send our soldiers overseas to do, to risk their lives, to fire on cars with, with little kids in the backseat? No. Or, or a wedding party. Yeah. Or a wedding that's... party or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't want to spend my money on that. I think there's much better ways to spend money. Um but also, um, Mr. Assange uh, is a private citizen who didn't make any commitments to be the president of the United States, to be a steward of the interests of the American people. And there's lots of criticism that can be levied at the way our government classifies things. But, you know, where our nuclear weapons are and exactly how we're taking care of them and, you know, what, how we might have to, if we had to fight a war with some other country, how we'd do it. it you know, like, I'm okay with the government keeping a lid on that stuff and saying, like, not everybody needs to know that all the time. So who decides that then? I guess the courts do, right? Well, the Is courts it? do, yes. Yeah. And and courts are another way in which we enact our national, our societal values. But just, you know, you asked me personally, like, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say if convicted, Mr. Trump should serve a longer pres- sentence than Mr. Assange for mishandling classified documents if he's tried and convicted, um, just because, like, the circumstances are different. You know, Mr. Assange, uh, at least some of what he did I think was acting out of a genuine noble purpose and a sense of public interest. And there's nothing to indicate that Mr. Trump had those documents for anything other than basically his own aggrandizement as like little trophies, you know, like. Well, let's hope he didn't give that notebook to the Russians. That right. seems to be MIA. Right. You know, but it's, it's, it's the equivalent of like, oh, yeah, see that deer head on the wall? Yeah, I shot that guy back in 2007 when I was up in Alaska. Let me tell you, there was snow and I was doing this cool thing, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, yes, you're so cool. You murdered a deer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I struggle with it a little bit because I don't f- feel like Assange is 
did it in, for whatever reason, and I haven't followed it closely, and he's been gone yeah. for, what, 10 years or something. They're trying to extradite him this yeah, yeah, week, yeah. I think. And there's a hearing about it right now, yeah. I think. Yeah, and they're trying to, we, he's been in England for a while. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Um, but if they get him back and then he's trying, and he, you know, who knows how the trial will go. You know, times may have changed a little bit. Things, people do have different perspectives on it. If he's tried by a jury of his peers. Who knows? But yeah, journalism, but he didn't actually. And, it, and it's possible that a jury of uh, of Americans might just decide, yeah, like the letter of the law is, you know, is this and he did violate that. But, you know, we think what he did was on the whole right. So jury nullification, you know. It's, or he's been in jail in, in England for four years and that's that's good enough. Perhaps. Yeah, sure. Hard to know. Yeah. Well, and he didn't actually, he didn't hack into the computers, right? It was uh, Chelsea Other people Manning. brought him information. Yeah, yeah Chelsea mm-hmm. Manning. He, t- he showed her how to get into the... Well, I think uh, I think other people before Chelsea Manning. I don't think mm. Chelsea Manning was the source of the collateral murder yeah. uh, info, for example. But 140,000 pages, right, I think. Yeah, but yeah, Chelsea Manning too. So yeah. Um, well, just an interesting sort of how valuable is freedom of the press? Very, very, very valuable. Well, yeah. And didn't Russia just, um, they have a couple of journalists at the moment. They just mm-hmm. also took a ballerina. Yes. Today or yesterday or this yes. week. So I guess they're going to use them to trade for something. Who knows? But, you know, what do you do with, I mean, those aren't our values. We right. wouldn't take, well did, well, did we take somebody in Canada? We got them to arrest, wasn't it a, the, somebody from China or whatever. Yeah, it was supposedly, she's the VP of um, one of the tech companies. And it was something related to concerns about espionage. I honestly don't, didn't quite understand the details of that well enough to, at the time, and now I've kind of forgotten them. So I'm yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, there could easily just be a lot of like tit for tat, like, oh, you expel our diplomat, we expel your diplomat, or, yeah. you know, which is. Do you trust the FBI to, yeah. to, to share our values? Um, depends again on what do you mean by sharing our values? Like, let's focus for a moment because you, you, we've talked a bit about the, just in this episode about freedom of speech, freedom of the press. And I think one of the. One of the things that that's reasons why that's important is it's not just um, telling the truth about this is what we're doing and how we're doing it as a country. You know, that matters, obviously. You know, what are our leaders doing? What are we spending our tax money on? Um, you know, is it true that the the governor is uh, actually off with his mistress in Argentina and not hiking the Appalachian Trail to pick up? Oh, a, yes. A, that was South Carolina, too. Was it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, good times. I don't even remember that governor's name, but yeah, yeah, whatever. He, he had a comeback. He actually, and then he got, and then he got, he lost. A, he had a comeback. He got elected to something again, and then he had another. Uh, uh, I think he ran into the Trump buzzsaw. Yeah, some buzzsaw he yeah. ran into, and yeah. But um, obviously, those things are important, and you know, actually, I think one of the most fundamental values humans can have, just in general, is a commitment to to truth and honesty. You know, and not picadillos. Right. <laughs> or armadillos. Um, but just, you know, like like not lying about things, you know, like and that's I think one of the problems that we have in our society is there are uh, groups of people, uh, you know, news outlets and everything else who are like, well, it for our personal benefit, we think it'd be better if people said and thought and did these things, even though 
that's not actually what we're saying isn't actually true. It doesn't matter. You know, like any, you know, all, all's fair in love and war kind of thing. I think that was Romney's speech on the 6th. I yeah. think that was what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. Because people really do. I, you know, I believe in um, self selfishness. I'm an Ann Rander. Yeah. And we always fight about this. So yeah. it's one place we disagree. But that, that, thing that people do and joking about curb your enthusiasm people really do act in their self-interest a lot i certainly do the reason why we disagree about this isn't that i i i'm not selfish and don't act self you know selfishly you know like if i were truly selfless i wouldn't you know be living on family wealth i'd give it all away to some to valuable you know to to whatever and and you know live meagerly by the sweat of my brow i don't want to because that's a lot of work, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's much nicer to like not have to go out and and punch a clock. So I don't, um, and that's selfish of me. And um, I do punch clocks, but only because I can't believe how short the day is to try and do right. everything I'm trying to do. Right. But well, also because you'd go a little nuts if you weren't doing <laughs> something. Um, I might have gone a little nuts even doing something. So yeah, you went nuts years ago. <laughs> I don't know if you've been aware of this. You've been doing this crazy radio show with oh, some yeah. real weird characters. Oh, my my Republican <laughs> friends can't believe I'm still doing it. And they'll never quite believe I've given it up either. I think it's one of those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But just tell them secretly that deep down I'm one of the good ones. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, when the purge comes, I'll I'll right. tell people who are the good Democrats. I right. I'll put I shouldn't say that because it's actually kind of a scary time for people. You know, Nikki Haley's been um, swatted twice. Uh she uh, she isn't at home. She has elderly parents that are there, and of course her That's husband's awful. overseas. Yeah, yeah. And about a week and a half ago, she got swatted, and while she was talking about it, she said, "This is the second time." Wow. And um, you know, it's it's horrifying. And people, it's almost like we've lost our sense of humanity, mm. and that we can treat other people so badly and think that's funny, you know, and and. You know, and the kids in the gangs that shot it out at the um, case, um, Kansas City, yeah, yeah Super, after the Bowl Super Bowl party. or yeah, you know, they, or they the, were just two gangs of young kids, all under eighteen, that yeah. had guns, yeah. And how well, did they even? I mean, who who are they? Well, do you remember? There was a, a trial recently in Michigan after uh, a teenager shot some people at his school. They put his parents on trial. And his mom's gone to jail. Right. Um, and his dad's hasn't been tried yet. Right. But, you know, it's like you gave him the gun and you didn't properly, you know, maintain gun safety. You didn't keep the gun properly locked up when it was, you know, for to prevent this kind of thing from happening. And there were warning signs that it was going to happen. It's always the woman's fault. It's always the mother's fault. Well, I, we'll see That's what happens. That's been true through psychiatry. Well, right? <laughs> let's see what happens with the father. But I, I I, would argue certainly that the parents are responsible. You know, in the same way of like, you know, five-year-old finds a gun in the desk drawer or whatever at their dad's house and, and shoots somebody. Um, you know, that is the fault of the grown-up, not the kid. The grown-up improperly stored a loaded gun and you shouldn't do that, you know, and, so and holding people accountable for that, I think makes sense. There's a really famous science fiction short story. I think it was Asimov that wrote it, but it was about um, a fellow who was doing the nuclear bomb mm -hmm. and he was telling them that they shouldn't give it to humanity because they're not, you know, they can't be trusted yeah. and the guy wouldn't listen to him. So at the end of the story, he, he puts a loaded gun in the baby's crib and leaves. Uh. And um, so should we be giving those weapons to Israel if they can't use them <laughs> responsibly? I mean, that's, are we responsible by that? You know, if the parents are responsible for the kid, are we responsible for what Israel's doing? 
Well, certainly we're responsible for giving them the ammunition to, to, to use. We don't have to do that. You know, that's the logic of sanctions. Are we responsible for, you know, something that's a little more in the past and a little less loaded, therefore? Sorry. Or, well, no, 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 no. You know me. I like grenades. So. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> you said you're a Republican. No, um, but like you look back at the uh, apartheid regime of South Africa. You know, one of the reasons why there was this big movement when I was in high school, you know, to like dive, you know, to to sanction and divest from South Africa, you know, and I'm not going to play Sun City, you know, songs like that and everything was, um, you know, when we interact with South Africa like that, we are uh, not only providing them, you know, feeding money into their economy that helps make it possible for Enabling. them to, to enable that. Yes. We're also providing them with what they need. We're giving them, uh, uh, you know, social and political uh, cover to do that and the resources and everything else. And one of the reasons why, uh, uh, you know, South Africa wound up adopting, you know, like switching gears and letting Mandela out of prison and whatever is because the uh, sort of the reign of brutality and terror that they've been waging against, you know, Namibia and uh, Zimbabwe, you know, formerly Rhodesia and so forth, was getting harder and harder to maintain because they couldn't they, because of the international arms embargo. You know, it's not the only thing, but it mattered. It made a difference. So, yeah, you know, I would say that uh, who we sell weapons to and who we don't matters. And why do we have all these weapons and whatnot? Um, and, you know, and uh, I mentioned free speech earlier, just just to circle back again. The reason why I think it matters is it goes beyond just our commitment to truth and, you know, civic obligations like, um, you know, like, oh, you, you informed electorate and it's time to vote and whatever. It's also just like, you know, freedom of speech means, uh, you know, freedom of the press means, you know, you want to listen to Taylor Swift? Cool. Or you want to listen to, I don't know, the Boston Symphony Orchestra? That's fine. You want to listen to uh, the spoken word of Jello Biafra or, you know, a classic bit by, you know, uh, uh, Henny Youngman or Milton Berle or something current by, I don't know, uh, uh, Taylor Tomlinson? Fine. You know, listen to what you want. You know, find the fun in what you want. Um, and, and saying you have the right to, to consume the art and the sports and whatever, you know, is to find your own joy and meaning in life. And that's hugely important to people, you know, like I mentioned my brother earlier and his, his illness. Now, obviously being sick really cut into what he could do with his life and how long he had his life, but it didn't necessarily stop him from enjoying the, all the things that he wanted to enjoy. But you know, if it was like, oh, well, sure, but, you know, we're also not going to like, we're not going to allow, because it glorifies capitalism, we will not allow, uh, uh, you know, Rick Steves' travel show in Europe to go and look at all these nice places to go because, you know, those societies are decadent and corrupt, you know? But like, you know, Dave genuinely found watching shows about this guy traveling in Europe and saying like, oh, look how beautiful Florence is and Venice and whatever. He found it genuinely comforting and soothing, and he he enjoyed it. You know, it was something he wanted to do. And why shouldn't he do that? Well, I don't know. You know, I, I don't have a good reason, but... You know. So Tucker Carlson can go to Russia and see that beautiful train station? And, uh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just no, no, no. I'm no. being puckish. Right? I, I just I couldn't believe it. I mean, I mean, in theory, Tucker's uh, is is a right winger, but I mean, he's ugh, you know. Well, he's certainly not. He doesn't share the values of I'll call it real Americans. 
Well, wait, I have to say it this way. Real Americans. Right. <laughs> He's not an Eisenhower Republican, that's for sure. Well, and does he really, did he, was he trying to get a scoop from Putin or what, no. you know, what was he doing? Well, did you see the, uh, the, the bit he did where he went to a, 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 a supermarket in Russia? Smelled the bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Through the cellophane, no less. Right. Oh, and it's like, yeah, okay. It's a different experience uh, uh, for him. But that's just because he lives in a bubble of wealth. I was like, you know, uh, like, oh, look, the shopping carts you put in a coin. It's like, yeah, that's like every Aldi out there. Yeah, I was just thinking Aldi um, when I saw that. You know, and the <laughs> um, the the escalators you could put the card on and they lock. Yeah. You know, like um, like I first ran into one of those a few years ago when I went down to visit uh, my ex-wife down in Mexico. And we went grocery shopping there and I was like, oh, this is cool. She's like, yeah, but this is this is not news. And I'm like, oh, well, I, you know. <laughs> Like it was news to you. It was news to me because, uh, you know, when I go to the Big E down in East Hampton, it's it's all on one level. <laughs> they don't have an escalator. <laughs> but I mean, you know, yeah, I've seen it in other places since then. It's cool. It's cool. But it's not. <laughs> Thank goodness we're all so different. That's all I can say. It, it, because, you know, people are interested in things I would have a really hard time being interested in. And, you know, it just it. But it's it's interesting, our values. And I think you do. You can follow the money and get a sense of what our values are. Yeah. And some days it's really distressing. Well, so I, I, I would say to sort of as we approach the home stretch of the show here, for me, the, the core values of being an American, you know, of that that we aspire to and I think are good. And I think are one of the reasons they're good is inclusive. It's like, look, you're a person. You get to decide what makes you happy. You get to decide what you enjoy and you get to decide how you enjoy it. You get to decide whose music you listen to. You get to decide if you want to watch TV. And if you do, you know, do you want to watch football or the ballet? Or do you want to watch endless hours of the Great British Bake Off? You know, like soccer. Sure. Whatever floats your boat. But people are starving and we're ruining the planet. Right. Those are also things we do need to address for sure. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, uh, Like those other factors don't matter. But I think like the more we say, hey, you know, uh, uh, our rights matter, not just in terms of like where the rubber hits the road in a court of law or when you're paying your taxes or whatever, or when you cast a vote, but also just in terms of the broader quality of life. um, When we do that, then you start to say like, well, why doesn't it matter? You know, why why do we want to uh, why are we building the Keystone XL pipeline under the Standing Rock Reservation uh, and diverting it from the 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 city, you know, the the city to the north? Like, why is it, you know, we're diverting it south over, under the reservation because we're worried about polluting the city's water supply? Well, what about the water supply at the reservation? Doesn't that matter? Not as much. That's why, why all the pollution uh-huh. is in the poor neighborhoods and cities around the country. Exactly. And again, and the freedom same, huh? from want, freedom from fear, freedom from illness. Yeah. You know, like, hey, guess what? More of those people are going to get cancer and die like my brother did. Well, and the love which, of the hospitals. by the way, is bad. <laughs> Point well taken. Yeah. But a lot of the hospitals and things are built in the worst parts of town in big cities. You know, the city hospitals, because then they could they could practice things on um, patients that hadn't been um, thoroughly tested yet. I mean, that's those big city hospitals. I mean, that's why they're good at open hearts because, you know, they had a lot of practice. And yeah, it's really, it's, it, if you dig too deep in this country, you have to stop and have a little pause about what our values really are. 
And I think it's important for everybody to do that every day. Think about what, what's really important. And if we burn the planet to the ground, it won't matter because all the animals will recover without us. Well, some of them will. We'll drive a lot of species into extinction as we go, but we could take us. But if we check, if we destroy ourselves, then obviously, you know, all of the everything we've done, good, bad and indifferent, you know, like it won't matter how cool the 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 Oscars were or that great movie or, you know, or that beautiful piece of music or, you know, Shakespeare's sonnets or Emily Dickinson's poems or whoever, eh, eh, you know, we're all dead. There's nobody there's nobody left to appreciate them. I had somebody tell me once, look around the city of Boston and tell me what we really value. And it was the insurance, the big monument insurance buildings and mm-hmm. banks. Mm-hmm. They were huge. They were cement and they'll outlast most of us. Yeah. And they said that's if you want to measure what's been the value of, you know, Boston, it's been insurance and banks and actually some universities. But that's yeah. that's what's valued. Yeah. And, you know, which is money, I guess. Right. And you can certainly, you know, my dad used to the investment banker. He got a start at the New England Merchants National Bank. How did New England Merchants get a start? Well, you know, providing capital to merchants to fit out ships. John Hancock. Yep. Some of which <laughs> were part of the tri- triangle trades. So, you know, that's that's, you know. That's that's part of where the family wealth that I've inherited comes from. So that means, you know, I, we didn't own any slaves. None of my ancestors did as far as I know. But some of that ancestral wealth comes from basically, you know, investing in the people who were doing the slavery. So, yeah, there's blood on the money. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. Like like I, like I said, we're, we're down to like the last, you know, couple of minutes here. But. I think to me, like the core of what those what is valuable, whether it's talking about free speech or freedom of opportunity or freedom from fear, it's about people being able to live authentic and true lives, to to have good, healthy lives, because all of us matter. And we have to sort of struggle with the contrast between like, you know, we do things for ourselves, but we are part of the society and we have to find ways to, to live together. Um, but yeah, you know, like, like because everybody's important, uh, we need to actually take the time and listen and give a darn about everybody. Yeah. Someday if you're out and about and somebody really conflicts with you or you think something conflicting, just take a second and see if you can think of something you have in common. And it really helps to diffuse it because it is, you know, it is a polar world out there right now. It's wicked. It's really wicked. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things that I, yeah, John was not here right now, but that's one of the things I value about John. He's better at that than I am. Oh, he is. uh, He's a, yeah. Yeah. He's way up there on the scale. I think we all value him for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if all else fails, you know, just punch somebody in the nose, right? That's that's how that works. (laughs) And I have a gun. (laughs) It's not a guy with a gun. It's a good woman with a gun. (laughs) All right. So to be clear, I won't punch you in the nose. (laughs) (laughs) And you never know when I have it on me. So that works perfectly. (laughs) Uh, That's true. I don't. (laughs) In theory, the studio is a don't have guns in here. But, you know, if we don't frisk you, how would we know? Um, anyway, uh, I do see that we're coming up on the end of our time here. Um, I, you know, forgot to, uh, check the clock here. So, but I think we're all right. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, uh, 
Jenner can just cut me out if, if, if or, he needs some time. Or vamp or whatever. Do But uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. Do we kind of agree on what, on American values or not? Or, or we express them differently, but are we kind of coming from the same place? Well, I think the four freedoms are important to me. And yeah. I like what um, Franklin Roosevelt said, but I also like Teddy Roosevelt breaking up all the companies. Cause... Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting time. I, I think that there's going to be some shifts in the way people look at the world. I hope so, because I don't think we can go on like this. You know what actually I think is, is a key difference between us? Like, you think Ayn Rand is cool because selfishness is important. And I'm like, I'm already selfish. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's a good value to 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 emphasize because it's a big part of the problem, you know? So I'm like, that, that's baked into the cake. We don't need to talk about how we need more of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think you have to understand selfishness in order to navigate in the world in that people are basically selfish. Yeah. Well, not in a terrible way, just in, uh, well, you know, they want their kids to be fed. You know, they sure they try and put a roof over their heads there. But we do. Selfishness is definitely a thing. But we also do have compassion. I mean, you know, like people act out of compassion all the time, you know, usually just around like, dogs. That's where I get my compassion. So or cats, I guess. Yeah. 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 Cats, eh. But I mean, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have talked about like how horrified we are by, you know, what Russia's doing in Ukraine or Israel's doing in Gaza if we weren't like, oh, my God, those poor kids. Oh, no. You know, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Anyway, we really should wrap up here. So, hey, Sue. Thanks for doing a good show with me. I appreciate it. Oh, you, you're welcome. I'm sorry John couldn't be here and we'll hopefully have That's, him next week. It's my fault, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. We thank you for listening. Uh, coming up next is some music followed by Subculture at 8, Table of Contents at 10, OK Asia at midnight. we got a podcast of the show going out over the weekend and we have a repeat broadcast, I think, Monday at 4 p.m., yeah, so nice time keep listening to us all the time, folks, because why wouldn't you? All right. Anyway, that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs>